This is Michael Cho, artist and illustrator, and you're listening to Mighty Marvel Geeks. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. (laughs) It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is Mike and Kylan. Um, Fury has sent Eric out to... I couldn't tell what Eric's message was. It has something to do with geriatric gerbils (laughs) and tree branching. What? Yeah. So. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So, I don't know. (laughs) That, you know, it's... We, you know, there's things that go on in the science department, the helicarrier that... I don't, I don't I, even think that's the science department. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, never mind. It might be a library thing. <laughs> okay, you don't say. I think the Dewey Decimal, Dewey Decimal System is being hydro evacuated. Ah, uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, it's like that. Okay. Yeah, it's like that. So, um, how you doing? I'm good. It's uh, it's been a week. Oh, you can say <laughs> you, you you can say that. Yeah. It's been a week, so you know it's uh, you know a lot of stuff going on, but you know we're we're here. Yeah. And, you know I uh, I got my I got. I'm still making my marbles, so you know there's that. True, it, it could be worse. Could be worse. We 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 could be in a basement somewhere. We 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 could very well be in a basement, you know, being junior whatever. Junior custodians. Yeah. Bedrooms are also the broom closets. <laughs> you know, I'm like you know I, I'm like I would rather be a. Uh, uh, I would much rather be here in the above ground underwater suborbital volcano layer uh, with some things that may or may not work than than anywhere else. So you know, there's that. So true. Well, at least we're full agents as well. 
that that is true. That is true. And you know, we we do get full benefits, and we have a commissary, and we have the hell of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the the hell of us, I know, isn't exactly legal or official, whatever that means. But you know, well, it's it's there. It's um, there. Speaking of Agents of Shield, yeah, you had some questions before show. Yeah, you you know, I've been thinking. So you know, it's that time of the year where you know, with your you know, your favorite shows are are on hiatus, and so you know, we're starting to hear news from other networks, and you know, and you know what shows are making cast changes or additions and that sort of thing, and. I was just wondering, considering the uh, the news that we got towards the end of the season, uh, where we we lost Agent Carter, yeah, and we lost Most Wanted, yeah, and we lost Damage Control. Uh, I don't know if it's officially lost. I think it's still on the back burner. Oh, okay. We'll say it's on that- the back burner. It hasn't been moved up. There hasn't been a lot of discussion on it, right? So. And you know, and you know what we're you no, know, we've been, you know, there's rumblings, rumors, whatever, that people may not be fully in support of Marvel at certain networks. Maybe allegedly, no. But, but, uh. You know, there's another network, a streaming, I guess you're going to call it a network, no, streaming service is what I'll call it, Uh, where you can see Flicks. You must be talking of the the Flicks O-Net. Yes, that one. And so, you know, know, I'm sitting there and I've been thinking about this, and I'm wondering... Exactly. Is Marvel going to fall? Because no, there. Let me go go back to our uh, show, our the 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 season finale show, and the question or the the with us though, kind of wondering if this is the last season for Agents of Shield. If that's the case. Do we foresee see them just phoning it in? Right. I mean, what do you think, or am I thinking? Um, I think. Oh. No, uh, as we've talked about before, I I think you know Eric and I both said with it being in the ten o'clock death slot, it's seasons. It's probably going to be the last season. Right. Um, I agree. I, I would have thought maybe they would have stretched it out to Infinity or whatever the next Avengers two-parter is. Right. Um, but, you know, since Chloe Bennett has come out and said that, you know, they really don't care about the TV series and and really making it a part of the movie side of things, um, I don't think we're going to make it that far. It's, and I mean, now the thing is, does that hurt Marvel in the long run? You know, because I mean, um, uh, on the Avengers side of things, I think it might. Um, TV side of things, 
Well, if they're coming off TV and just doing Netflix, no, because you know the series is. I don't see the series going to Netflix. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't. I, I feel like once it's done, it's done. I yeah. mean, I I still see a long life for it in comics, of course. Right. Uh, but I don't see it. No, I, I don't see it going over to Netflix. No, no. I would like to see Agent Carter go there, but. But personally, you know, I've got I've got the other show I want to see over there, and I think it would be fairly decent, and they could add a little more war grit to it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we we're 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 talking about Howling Commandos. We are talking about the Howling Commandos. <laughs> yes, I have a, I have a song for everything. <laughs> See, and I would, I would be. Well, you know how I'm. I'm right there with you. I'm oh, yeah. right there with you, and I would. I would be. Let's see, and, and from and from Guardians uh, of the Gal and from Guardians of the Galaxy, this is a song that that um, best says our week. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> so enough said on that. Um, so let's get started. Actually, sounds good. Let's do it. Um, Screen Rant comes on with a story saying that uh, Homecoming, Spider-Man: Homecoming, adds Donald, not Danny, Donald Glover to the cast. So the question has been coming up: Is he Miles Morales? Well. Um, according according to their article, um, thanks to the news that Donald Glover has joined the cast of S- Spider-Man: Homecoming, um, aside from proving his chops as a comedic and musical talent, Glover has reminded the fan community, or has remained in the fan community's top choice for the casting of Miles Morales, the person chosen to succeed Peter Parker as Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe, um, who fans have been longing to see in, on film. Uh, the report comes courtesy of Deadline, who will fail to offer any details as the role Glover will play. Um, but now the, the synonymous actor has become has become with the role of Miles Morales in terms of fan casting. So, m- I mean, but uh, the 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 look of the character. Was based on him, right? I thought uh, I read. I'm not sure. Um. Then to continue, obviously, there's one major difference when Marvel and Sony decide that the best move to get fans behind the new franchise is to not only pay tribute to Miles, um, to Miles' introduction itself, a massive step towards Marvel's push to represent more American faces and races. Uh, but cast the actor the fans supported most vocally. In the comics, Miles was the only child when he took up Peter Parker's role as Spider-Man, but it's hard to imagine some creative writing couldn't help keep that spirit alive. Peter's experience first and foremost where Miles is not. Uh, Here's my concern with it. Okay. In the movie, Captain America Civil War, Mm-hmm. Spidey is only, or Peter Parker's only been Spider-Man for six months. Uh, 
Exactly. To put Glover in a Spider-Man suit, I think is... Excuse me. I think it's a little too premature. Because, you know, with the comment there, Peter is experienced. Miles is not. Well, six months isn't experienced enough. No, it's not. So. No. Don't don't care if other jobs six months means you could be in line for a management position. Yeah, I don't see it. No. No. Um, Hmm. I I can see him playing Miles. I don't right. see I don't see him in the suit quite yet. You know, uh, I mean he, I mean for a few years now. There, I I remember hearing about him lobbying to play Spider Man in Amazing Spider Man. Right. Uh, in fact, he would uh, his character on um uh community sometimes would wear a Spider-Man necktie or he would wear Spider-Man pajamas. I'm, you know, he would do all these things that, you know, that the fans of Donald Glover, that I just kind of endeared them to him. And so they see when, when they look at Miles Morales, they see Donald Glover. But I'm like you. Uh, I mean, you know, I was reading, uh, I was you know, reading the article, and yeah, uh, by the time Civil War happens, he's only been Spider-Man six months. Now, if Marvel holds true to their timeline, by the time Homecoming comes around, uh, he would have been Spider-Man a little more than a year. See, I still don't think. I still think it'd be no, premature. It's premature. Keep Miles around as a character. Yes, definitely. And Homecoming in the second one. Then maybe add him in the suit for the third one. Right. So that that's my thing. I you know it's uh I and I totally agree. I'm right, I'm right there with you. I just I, he's how old is he? Fifteen. Sixteen. He's 16, you know, you're 16 and you got superpowers. I remember me at 16. No. Yeah, no. No, me me after a year with superpowers, I'm still, no. I, but you know, I I still say though, we're going to see, we're going to see Spider-Man in in credit scene for Guardians. I, yeah. I, I, you know, the more, you know, after you said that, I was thinking about it, and it almost writes itself. Like, I can't, I can't not. Right. You know, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is the Milano, you know, popping up in front of uh, their home in Queens. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, James Gunn did just recently finish Guardians. Right. So... I remember. I remember you talking about that before. Before show. Uh, oh wait. I'm. You know. I'm sorry. I, you. You blanked out on me. I was talking about what before show. Guardians. Oh yeah. Oh, How they just wrapped. Yes. Oh yes. The guard. Yes, they did. And uh, 
we have uh, a little bit of news, um, and this is courtesy of MCU Exchange. Uh, so, Guardians uh, Volume Two has wrapped, and and so it looks like that uh, we may be actually seeing up. We're going to see a more of a presence at San Diego. Also, uh, James Gunn. Uh, has been posting information out on social media uh, to share the news that the movie is wrapped. Uh, um, he didn't exact he didn't say exactly when, but you know, so we know it's been fairly soon. Uh, what this means as far as what they're bringing to San Diego, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I believe that you know we're going to. They're, they're, they're saying that we might possibly, perhaps, maybe see a clip at San Diego. Uh, it's possible. It, 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 I, you know, the thing is, knowing James Gunn and the fact that he's been, he's been, okay, he has yet to exact full on say, yes, I'll be at San Diego. But he's been kind of commenting on other people who are talking about being at San Diego and saying, hey, I'm going to be close by. So, you know, I, I, I believe he's going to be there. And I he may have uh, some goodies for the Marvel fans. I, th- I think we... I'm, I'm going to call it right now. Cause I don't think it's a might. I think that we're going to at least get a teaser trailer out of this. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and, you know, maybe... Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get a tease out see what uh, Awesome Mix Volume Two looks like. That would be awesome. If he released, well, I, I don't. He would not release what Awesome Mix Volume Two would be. I don't think he would do that. But maybe we'll get a taste of it. I mean, like. Which I could see used at the start of a space battle. Ship battle. Yes. They're just sitting there. And that starts up. And then all of a sudden start diving in. Uh, See, I I, I get the feeling that Awesome awesome Mix Volume 1 is going to... Going back in the heavy rotation in my car effect of tomorrow morning. <laughs> I could just feel it because I'm like. I'm, I'm telling you, you need to get good um, cosmic mix as well. I, you know what? I'm, I, I, I may have to uh, go do a little music shopping tomorrow because I don't have cosmic mix. Well, here's something that ABC didn't have. Apparently they were. That was Jessica Jones. I did not know what? this. I did not know this. I didn't either. Um, according to our friends over at the MCU Exchange, uh, that's mcuexchange.com, um, long before Marvel and Netflix struck a, a deal to bring the Defenders uh, together on small screen, um, and quite some time before Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had kicked off, uh, ABC attempted to bring Jessica Jones to the small screen. ABC Jessica Jones. I I did not yeah. see that. Yeah, no. Um, 
along with Hulk and Cloak and Dagger. So we're talking at minimum four or five years ago. Cloak and Dagger, Hulk, and Jessica Jones on ABC. Okay. Is what the push was. Uh, in fact, Melissa Rosenberg, who is the showrunner on Jessica Jones, has been attached to the project since it was originally in development for ABC. Um, however, since then, a lot has changed. We've seen Cloak and Dagger move to Freeform, a.k.a. ABC Family, and Hulk become a bigger player in various films. Uh, as for Jessica Jones, the show's first season officially premiered um, last year uh, to great critical acclaim and has easily been one of Marvel's greatest successes. Uh, while speaking with the folks over at Deadline, uh, Rosenberg discussed what originally brought her into the world of Jessica Jones. Um, so, uh, the question was, what was different about the ABC version? Uh, Rosenberg responds, when you have a series that's a week-to-week with commercial breaks, it lends itself to the case-of-the-week scenario. It was heavy, heavily weighted in that direction. It was bound to be less gritty and raw. But when it went to Netflix, we weren't looking at commercial breaks. You're looking at someone binge-watching. You're not spending real estate on that page. Reminding what the character said before. Uh, you're telling a 13-hour movie. So at Netflix, there was more real estate and creating depth and more time in involving characters. Whereas on the network, it would have been trimming frames and plot. On Netflix, it was the opposite. It was about finding more scenes to shoot. We had space. So it almost turned into a procedural. Uh. So, uh, I'm so glad it turned into the quote-unquote 13-hour movie <laughs> instead. Yeah, I, yeah, I <coughs> no, it, it just, it feels like, it feels like that's the uh, formula now. When in doubt, make it a procedural. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that pretty much describes, you know, about, what, 70% of the shows on TV right now. Right. And I, and, the, you know, that would have been a good way to ruin and waste a perfectly good character. Oh yeah, thank God they didn't. Oh yeah, I mm. wow. So, um, but I guess there's more Netflix news. There is. Uh, so, uh, and uh, and this is something that comes from CreativeGeeks.com. Uh, they're very creative. They they are very creative, and um, so. It looks like Marvel has taken steps to actuate the She-Hulk for a live adaptation. And according to this story, about three weeks back, Marvel Studios confirmed that Netflix is going to launch a She-Hulk series along with a few more second-tier superheroes like Elektra and Bullseye. Although Bullseye is not a hero, but okay. (laughs) I digress. So... So we're He's going a to get hero sh- in his own mind. Yeah, and I, I think Daredevil may uh, may beg to differ on that point. But all right, that's another show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, it says there, Marvel 
has to be extremely cautious while dealing with the appearance of the character and quality of the series. Because no, the thing is, She-Hulk is seven feet tall. And you can't tea. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and, and, and she's, uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it to uh, borrow a lyric from uh, the Commodores. She's a brick house, okay? You know, seven feet of gamma-irradiated woman. That's what we have. Uh, you and I don't, So, you know, they're concerned about how that is going to look. Uh, well, you know, with, with her, if she wants to. There's nothing more that I'd like to do than take the floor and dance with you. So if she wants to shake that groove thing, I, she, please. Sorry, and, and I apologize for the other reference, but I like Enzo and and Cass from WWE that tag team because yeah. you can't teach that. And, and to quote them, yeah, bada boom, hottest guys in the room. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, so I, I'm I'm double jazzed. Uh, because I thought this was just a rumor, but no, we're actually getting She-Hulk. Now, here's the thing. Well, There's more to still, this article. Still not there yet. We're still not there yet, but we're close. We're closer than we were three weeks ago. Now, here's the thing. Uh, She-Hulk is the cousin of Bruce the Banner. Rock. Wow. The, uh, the, 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 no. <laughs> Bruce Banner. Uh, Jennifer Walters is her name. She's an attorney who uh, has a through a blood transfusion from her cousin uh, becomes or gains the ability to transform into this seven foot gamma irradiated goddess. That you can't now, the, teach that. I'm sorry. You can't teach that. You can't. You know. I'm pretty sure she has it. You know, in diamonds, clubs, spades, or whatever. But yeah, so um, so the thing is, now we're talking about. There's a short list of names of actresses that they want to see as Jessica. Okay. Uh, now and now, I, here's a quote from Jeff Loeb, who is the uh, Marvel Television executive executive producer, and this is what he has to say. This is a quote. The actress I really want to tackle this isn't known exclusively for her acting, but she promised me that if she was chosen for the role, that she study under the best. I can tell you she's a powerful woman of color. She's already got a book year, I think. But the formation of this project, but with the formation of this project, she's going to be involved in one way or another. But then again, we got. Oh, so that's the quote. Now was going on. Sorry, but now here is a short list of six actresses that are believed to be tapped to possibly play She-Hulk, Jessica, Je- Jessica, Jennifer, Walter. Sorry. Okay, so we have number one, Katie Sackoff. Possibly. Who, interestingly enough, was a big fan favorite for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Number two, Elijah Dushku. 
Now, my thing is, she has too much of a Jessica Jones look. But that's just me. Number yeah. three is Freema Agamemnon Agamemnon from uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. And, I know. Right. I'm going to get hate mail from the Who fans. but Number four, Jessica Biel. Possibly. Only because I, I think I think back to the role that she played in the A-Team. And I could see her being uh, an attorney. But I don't know. I, I'm not feeling it. Number five, Olivia Wilde. Would she come over in... Wait. I'm thinking Olivia Munn. Olivia uh, Wilde, possibly. And number six, I don't like this one, but whatever. Anne Hathaway. Uh, no. Thank you. No, 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 no. no. So uh, yes, that's- and, and that's a, I mean, in Marvel Netflix. If you're listening, that is a big no. Nah. Oh, N- I, no. I. You know what? I would say at the same time, there's nothing wrong with going unknown or lesser known as long as they, as long as they're able to be true to the spirit of the character. You don't right. have to look exactly like Jessica. No, I'd rather have somebody be true to the character and not look like them than look like them and just stink up the room. Well, considering she's going to be CG'd for the other. Right. So. Right. So. Well, go ahead. No, I, 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 that's, mm-hmm. I, I, that list is. Uh, well, I've got to say, with the, as most of you listeners know, I live in the Orlando area. And if you haven't heard what has gone on down here in Orlando, um, good for you. Personally, good for you. Um, but I'm, I thought the story was a great feel-good story, and it made me feel good. Daredevil's Charlie Cox is taking Funko Pops to hospitals and school. You can't go wrong with Funkos. No, you can't. I'm staring at one, two, three, four, six, seven, ten behind Kylan already. Yeah, uh, that, that's all you can see. I got more over here on the side. All, all of those are my uh, doc, uh, all my um, uh, Sherlock ones. So yeah, except for the one in red in the bottom corner. Oh yeah, that's uh, Mr. Wade Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> um. So apparently, tr- so how all this came about? Um, Charlie Cox. Uh, this is from ComicBook.com. Um, and they go, you know, Charlie Cox must have been a little surprised when a little over a hundred Daredevil Pops showed up at his door. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Um, the actor had asked the toy maker, Funko, if he could send some Daredevil Pops for him to, to take to various hospitals and schools. And they, <laughs> well... Honor the request was an understatement. Uh, so after receiving the large haul, he posted a tweet saying, Charlie Cock asked Funko for a couple of Daredevil Pops to take to hospitals. Here's what they sent. And, um, yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, kudos to Funko. Um, if you haven't already signed up for the Marvel's Collector Core, do so. Yes, yes. Uh, they they do not disappoint. They do I, not I, disappoint. I, I think this is one of those reasons why it should be good to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I just got my first Star Wars Smuggler's Bounty. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to open it up. So, um, so kudos to Funko. I mean, really, kudos. Uh, I, I think that was a great gesture. Oh, heck yeah. Um, the, the actor's about to start work on Incognito, an off-Broadway play. Uh, while a third season of Daredevil is expected, it hasn't been announced yet. Um, what we, uh, according to Cox, what we do know is at the end of this year, we're going to be making the Defenders... And, of course, Daredevil is very much a part of that foursome. I have no idea what the storyline is going to be for that show. I'm very excited to see how the worlds combine and interested in see tonally how the shows become one. So, I think it's cool still about the whole the, the whole pops. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, it's, that's, just, that's just awesome. So, um... But it's funny. We 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 talked movies. We've talked TV. Um, E three was this week. E three was this week, and and, uh, and Marvel had a had a small presence at E three. Yes, and yeah, but and, big uh, ripples. Big ripples. Uh, and I, you know what? I I'm looking at this and wow. Uh, so. One of the big prizes, big surprises at this year's E3. Uh, and now this story, and this story comes from comicbook.com, uh, is Insomniac is going to produce a Spider-Man title that's going to be exclusive to uh, PlayStation 4. Yeah. 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 So, uh, now the thing is... Um, you know, earlier we were talking about how old Spidey is in in um, Civil War and how long right. he's been around. Right. Um, but, uh, so it looks like what we're going to get is a slightly different um, take on Spider-Man uh, in the game. Uh, so... I, I think that's okay. Yeah, I, you know, I think we're going to see him be a little bit, maybe just a little bit older. Um, you know, a little bit more seasoned uh, hero at this. Uh, now the uh, now the Brian Intihar in, in of Insomniac Games uh, sat down and uh, talked with uh, Bill Roseman and uh, Sid Schumann of. Bill Roseman of Marvel and Sid Schumann of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Right. And so, and they were saying that uh, the best stories are when Peter's world and Spider-Man's world collide. And we've been, and we have taken that and just throughout every day of this development, we have well, been well, like, like that, that's every day, man. I, I know. I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's like kismet, you know, but, so, 
it's so like it looks an end like credit scene. <laughs> that uh, dude, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see that. So yeah, it looks like that's what we're going to get. We're going to get a slightly older, slightly more experienced Spider-Man. We're uh, we're going to be seeing how his everyday life and his life as a superhero uh, mix, which. You know, anybody that has half a iota of you no know, right. knowledge of Peter Parker knows that rarely goes well. So now, from the game playing standpoint, um, you know we're you know, you'll, we're going to see him you know running park, you no know, doing a whole parkour thing, swinging. Uh, so you know you'll probably get those really cool acrobatic shots as you're swinging through the city. So yeah, you know, I think that's going to be cool to see that, especially with the uh, graphic system that we that you see in the uh, PS4. Right. Well, we, it's we, be phenomenal. we talked about this briefly this week on Weebie Geeks, and uh, Derek's consensus was he loved the game. He just didn't like Spidey's costume. Well, you know, I'm looking at this. I was I was looking at him like, am I seeing that right? Is it uh? All the white, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, you know. Now, see, the thing is, it makes me wonder what we're going to see in um, Homecoming. You know, I yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting take on the on the on his uh, costume. But uh, so yeah, so we're going to see. Uh, you know, so uh, no, well, of course, the character is going to grow. He's going to learn new skills. You're going to be growing with him, and it, it looks like it's going to be uh, it's going to be a blast. It's very visually uh, appealing. Um, that that costume may have to grow on me, but at the same time, if it's anything like the PS2 Spider-Man game, you will. End, I'm hoping that we're going to end up with. Uh, alternate skins, so I won't have to deal with it. <laughs> you know, may, may, maybe we'll get the Alex Ross skin again, which that was like my favorite. I love the Alex Ross uh, version of the Spider-Man costume. Yeah, yeah. Although that basically that just becomes uh, uh, Miles Morales's, but you know, we'll see. Wouldn't be the so, first time a costume was created and turned into something else. That is true. So now there's no word on a release date yet. Uh, so we're going to keep our eyes and ears open for that. So that's what we have for me three. Awesome. Well, I'm going to say back on June 11th, uh, it was last weekend. Um, the women of Marvel is a podcast from Marvel.com. Uh, they celebrate their hundredth episode. Awesome. So, uh, host, Judy Stevens and Sana Amant um, Amanat were joined by a fabulous panel, including Lorraine Sink, uh, Julie Schubert, Stephanie Waslansky, Tony Barton, and um, Nick Varela um, to talk uh, to talk about this. So. Um, it is available now on uh, on iTunes. I'm quite sure. If not, it is available on their website. So I I think it's cool. Yeah. So congr- well, you, congrats to that team. And uh, 
Congrats on joining. Welcome to the Century Club, or at least the first Century Club. There you go. I mean, no, there's a lot of shows out there that start off and, you know, they they don't even make it to 20. And you guys uh, did 100. You guys keep going. Way to go. Yeah, we barely made it to to 24. Uh Wait, wait. No, this is 124. Okay. Yeah, we're... we're (laughs) Yeah. So, well, it is... I hit something I didn't want to hit, but that's okay. Uh, it is that time of the week that we all enjoy and love. That's our picks of the week. So, um, while Eric is off on his uh, geriatric gerbil tree branching project, um, we're going to add an extra pick to each one of our lists this week to give you eight. So, and this will be for June 22nd, 2016. So, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and start first? All right. Uh, my first pick is the number one, actually. Civil War 2, Choosing Sides, number one. Uh, the writer is Declan Shalvey. Penciler is Paul Davidson and Declan Shalvey. Cover artist is Jim Chung. If you knew something bad was about to happen, would you stop it? How far would you go? The line is drawn. Everyone in Marvel Universe in the Marvel Universe has to ask themselves, are you with Captain Marvel or Iron Man? Kicking off an all-new series, the first issue features Nick Fury, Damage Control, and Night Thrasher. Okay. See, I'm still Team Cap. I'll have to. That's just me. Uh, it, you know, I that is... You know, they, they, they've made it... This is not an easy choice this time around. No. <laughs> No, 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 it's... Well, my number one pick is... Um, it's written by Chris Hastings, and it's Gwenpool number three. Uh, I, I've actually been digging this series. Um, Gwen is somehow still alive, despite having no skills or training. If that were not trouble enough, some of her allies are starting to suspect being a comic book is not as easy as it looks. <laughs> but there would be something that's just a little easier and I don't have it I don't have it on here so I'll play this one instead a Monday warrior mean mean strike today's Tom Sawyer mean mean pride so I was thinking <laughs> jukebox hero which I have somewhere I just don't have it now uh. so so yeah, Gwenpool number three, my first pick. Way to go! Well, uh, my number two is Deadpool versus Gambit. Number one, uh, the writers are Ben Blacker and Benjamin Acker. The penciler is Danilo Bayruth, and the cover artist is Kevin P. Wada. Gambit, one of the smoothest, best-looking operators in the world of the X Men. 
Deadpool, one of the most annoying, ugliest dirtbags in the world of everything. Naturally, these guys got beef. But do you know what they have in common? A secret history of working together to pull con jobs. That's right. The grift is on as the regenerating degenerate and the raging Cajun begrudgingly take on one last job together. Writers Ben Acker and Ben and Ben Blacker, uh, and the artist Danilo Bayruth lead us into the dirty underbelly of Deadpool and the squeaky clean abs of Gambit. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm like Gambit and Deadpool used to work con jobs together. That right there might be a con job. Yeah, that that might be a con job. I. I, yeah, I have to get this. <laughs> well, my number two pick is Uncanny Avengers number 10. Uh, it's written by Jerry Duggan. Pencilers is Pepe Larez. Hank Pym's journey leads him into a dark discovery. Something wicked this way comes from outer space. Yeah. Oh. Plus the eagerly, eagerly awaited return of... Janet Van Dan- Van Dyne. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, okay, well then my number three pick is Nighthawk number two. The writer is David Walker. Penciler is Ramon Villabos. Villalobos, sorry. And the cover artist is Dennis Cowan. With the bodies piling up, Nighthawk hunts the psycho killer stalking the streets, leading to an unlikely alliance. Meanwhile, the racial tension that grips the city is about to explode, leading Nighthawk to make a difficult decision. Save the city or watch it burn. Interesting. Interesting. Well, my number three pick uh, shouldn't come as any surprise. It's uh, from the team of Cullen Bone and CM Punk. It's Drax number eight. Uh, Drax's mission to return to return all of the Fing Fang Foom refugee children continues to go well. Except, you know, for all the bounty hunters after him. Ironically, one of the bounty hunters is Cammy, another child Drax was tricked into caring about. Will she lead him to the person who put the hit out on Drax? Who are the those other bounty hunters she's with? Oh, only Pip the Troll and Planet Terry. Planet Terry? That's T-E-R-R-Y. Was it he? Was it Planet Terry? Uh, comic back in the eighties uh, that under that ch- that kids imprint that Marvel had. Star. Star, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think you might be thinking of uh, Mr. Peabody, not Mr. Peabody. <laughs> so, so. Uh, oh, my last pick! Big surprise: Power Man and Iron Fist number five. Uh, writer is David Walker, penciler is Flaviano. Armentaro and the cover artists are Carrie Randolph and Sanford Green. What's the true story of the radio DJ? 
Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Manslaughter, Marsdale, and the Hot Dog Vendor. There are two sides to every story. Luke and Danny should be so lucky. Luke is trying to control the narrative, but it's impossible when no one can get enough of Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my final pick of the week is Star Wars The Force Awakens Adaptation Number 1. It's true, all of it. The biggest movie of the year jumps from the big screen to the comic book page. It's been three decades since the Rebel Alliance destroyed the Death Star and toppled the Galactic Empire. But now, on a remote planet of Jakku, there is stirring in the, there's a stirring in the Force. A young scavenger named Ray, a deserting stormtrooper named Finn, an ace pilot named Poe, and a dark apprentice named Kylo Ren. Their lives are about to collide, and as the awakening begins... Uh, it's written by Chuck Wendig uh, from Star Wars Aftermath and drawn by Luke Ross from Hercules fame uh, as they take us on our first steps back into the saga of a lifetime. So, um, so that, I guess, only leaves uh, the Marvel Unlimited pick. Yes, it does. Ah, and you know... Uh, and we talked about this before the show. You know, in the whole of time that we've been doing this. Right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Marvel characters out there. And, you know, uh, there are some that have been mentioned more than once. Uh, some that have been mentioned just once. And some, and many that have not been mentioned at all. But I'm about to rectify that. My pick is Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Number one from 2014, uh, Murder Mystery Martial Arts. A former lover of Shang-Chi is murdered in cold blood while working deep undercover for MI6. When Shang-Chi travels to England to pay his respects, he learns all is not as it seems. And if he's not careful, he may be the next to die. Old friends, new enemies, espionage, and kung fu collide in this riveting story from Mike Benson and Tang Ng Huat. Yeah. Don't don't try and repeat that fast. No. So, well, I would say uh, we got some awesome picks for you. Uh, it's an awesome Marvel Unlimited pick. Um, I apologize for being slightly out of it. It's just been one of those crazy weeks. Uh, I'm sure everyone understands. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking... And I did find uh, one more bit of news uh, that kind of broke um, yesterday, or as oh. we're recording this on the 17th. Um, Marvel details the new Spider-Man event, The Clone Conspiracy. Uh, for months now, Spider-Man comics have been building up to something big. Actually, it goes back a lot longer than that. Uh, for almost as long as Dan Slott has been writing the character, he's been dropping hints and arranging pieces for something major. Spider-Man fans have clearly stated, uh, started seeing hints pop up all over the last few months, mostly involving a mysterious man in a red mask and a banner, dead no more. Um, 
which we've talked about this briefly in the past, uh, certain recognizable dead characters from Spider-Man's history have started appearing in the flesh, from the Rhino's wife, Osaka, to Gwen Stacy herself, at the end of Spider-Man's most recent free comic book day story. Was that the one that was attached with uh, Steve Rogers? Captain America, Steve Rogers? I believe it was, yes. Okay. Uh, fans have been misled about one aspect, however. Dead No More is not the real title of this story. EW can now reveal the true name of the major story is The Clone Conspiracy. Clone is an obviously loaded word for Spider-Man fans, dating back to the Clone Saga in the 1990s. Um, mid-90s, actually. Which began replacing Peter Parker with a younger clone of himself and ended in tangled plot lines and a total reset. It left a strange legacy of complicated baggage, but Slot likes to think of all that stuff as scar tissue. Um... The Clones Conspiracy will feature the return of the Jackal, uh, who's been closely involved in, in past cloning storylines. The, Jackal the Jackal's plan is different in both style and scope, one that will possibly go beyond cloning to question, question the very boundary between life and death. So, that's what we have. Okay. So it sounds quite intriguing. So, um, before we go, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, you know what? I want to say that um, our thoughts are with uh, everyone in Orlando and everyone who's been affected by what's going on. Um, you know, uh, I know, you know we, we talk comics here and everything, but but the thing that one of the things you have to remember about Marvel is that Marvel lives and operates in the real world. Uh, we all remember how Marvel handled nine eleven, and so I just want to take an opportunity to let uh, let everybody know that we're thinking about you, and um, you know we're going to. Uh, it's all it's all about community and coming together. So yeah. Yeah. Being from the Central Florida area, I, I thank everyone for their their thoughts and their concerns. Uh, not only are we Orlando strong down here, but I think we are America strong. So um, let's just be smart. That's all. Mm -hmm. Be smart. I mean, be I I said my piece over on my on uh, Weeby Geeks. If you want to check out uh, episode one seventy four. Uh, with that, um, we said my I said my piece. Uh, I don't need to repeat repeat it again, especially not here. So, um, yeah, um, we are tentatively going to have David Walker on the July eighth. Or wait, not July eighth. What is that? Uh, you July eighth. Well, that's the day we interview him, but that'll be the. July 9th show. Oh, yeah, yeah. On Sorcerer Radio or the podcast that releases on July 10th. Um, and of course, he's one of the writers, or he is the current writer on uh, Power Man and Iron Fist. And I believe it. You, 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 do, you do these things just because you want to watch me geek out again. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm I'm trying not to. What's the other What's the other title he's writing? I I can't remember. Uh, um, uh, 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 Night. Oh no no no. Yeah, Nighthawk. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And so. I, I just picked up I just picked up issue one Nighthawk, so I'll, I'm looking forward to getting into that too. So if you have any questions that you want us to ask, email us at mmg at weebygeeks.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the homepage, check out the Amazon link, her universe for your for you ladies who are looking for Marvel clothing geared towards the ladies. Um, check out superhero stuff check out comic bento they're all affiliates cost you nothing extra but we we appreciate the help because we get a little bonus kickback from them mm-hmm. so uh also too check out on t fury i mean t Rep- t public uh it's t public forward sl- dot com forward slash users forward slash mmg for mighty marvel geeks t-shirts so uh, get them while they're on sale. Uh, regular price for normal sizing, uh, $14. Uh, plus sizing is 16 to $17, depending on the size you get. So, um, if that's going to wrap it up for us, yeah. Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. So, yeah, um, I don't know. It feels weird having four picks each week. It, it did. It was, it was like, for, uh, not each week, for this week. God, yeah. my mind's still not here. Well, you know, but, you know, the thing is, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. So, oh, yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it made the, it made the, uh, it made the picking less stressful, <laughs> you know. No. No, it made things more difficult because there were quite a few. Because I'm like, oh, I like this one. I'm like, but I got to pick Drax and I got to pick Deb Quimpool because I've been consistent with those. And I like this. It's like, I'm like, you know, hey, Power Man and Iron Fist. Yes! Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. 